Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Wildcard weekend is beyond us, and now we're looking at the divisional round. Oh, yeah, the cream of the crop is here. Welcome, everybody. Guys, go check us out at sportsgarten.com, sportsgarten, G-A-R-T-E-N, at Facebook and Twitter. That's how I can get in touch with you and absolutely make sure that you tell everybody, you subscribe, you like the channel, you do all of it. Guys, look, the divisional round is here, and I'll tell you, the wildcard weekend was absolutely fantastic. For my money, I think you could argue, and and I will, that it was the best wildcard weekend I can remember. It was the best, let's be honest, playoff weekend I can remember in a very long time. It is one of those playoff weekends where betters walked away happy. I know the sports books kind of got crushed. Prop players did well. The regular, uh, you know, regular everyday fan loved it. It was great for them. There was comebacks. There was uh, escalating moments for dominating players. There, there was just everything that you wanted. From this playoff, a lot of people wanted Brady gone, but there was a lot of things that you want from this playoff. And one of the interesting nuggets from a betting perspective is five of the six games went over. And I'll be honest with you, all six of them could have gone over. I was sitting in a sports book. I was at FanDuel Sportsbook down in Atlantic City. I, I was bouncing between Bally's, FanDuel, and DraftKings, and all of them down in Atlantic City. And on Saturday night, you know, it was one of those situations where everybody loved the overs. Sunday, all day, everybody loves the overs. And Monday came, and people still love that over. And I was trying to say, hey, look, there's been five overs in a row. A lot of people got the number at 46. A lot of people got the number at 45 and a half. But there were guys in the sports book with me that got 44 and a half, and that means they would have been all overs. Now, a quick glance at this week shows you that every single one of these four games is getting money towards the over. As a matter of fact, a few games are getting a lot of money towards the over. So we're looking at an overtrend, and I worry about a bloodbath kind of weekend. I really do for sports betters out there, especially as far as prop plays as well. You don't normally get the everyday guy going, I like the under here in a prop play. No, everybody likes overs for prop plays. So they're boosted up a little bit when you get overs. You get overs in prop plays. So be very careful for the divisional weekend. Look, since 2002, we're talking about a 20-year span here. The under is 50 and 34 coming into this postseason in you know the playoffs. I mean, look, I know it was a lot of overs last week, but generally speaking, that is what we're looking at. We're also looking at a lot of home teams. Home teams have absolutely dominated to the tune of 29 and 11 in the last thir- uh, last 40 um, home games in this divisional round. Divisional round home teams they absolutely dominate. So there's a couple of betting nuggets out there. Let's get into the games themselves. We start out Saturday afternoon, and it starts with an absolute bang, doesn't it? I mean, you, you look at you look at all of the games this weekend, and I know people are obviously the, the big game is going to be the Bengals Bills. That's what everybody wants to see. But guys, Chiefs Jaguars, I think this is a good game. I do look. The Chiefs are now eight and a half, and I've seen them touch nine point favorites in some spots. The over-under is 52. I expect Trevor Lawrence to play really well. I expect Patrick Mahomes to, of course, play really well. In the first meeting between these two teams, it was a 10-point margin, 27-17, but the Chiefs were in full control. Patrick Mahomes went up and down the field. It was no stopping him. 
But this is when the Jaguars were not exactly the Jaguars. Remember, in the beginning of the year, I told you the Jaguars are going to win the division. Yeah, I said that right here. In the beginning of the year, I also told you guys that the Jaguars are going to go over their team total. But I did say late in the year is where they're really going to absolutely make their bones because Doug Peterson had to undo what Urban Meyer did. So it's a 10-point win in a game that Kansas City absolutely dominated. Dominated time possession, dominated yardage. It was a complete domination. Jacksonville then went to 3-7 and seven and then went into their bye week. And during that bye week, during that two-week kind of bye week, that's when Doug Peterson kind of corrected things. Jaguars came out at the end of the season. They won six of the final regular season games, including a basic playoff game against Tennessee. They were down last week. They came back. They beat up on the Chargers. And Trevor Lawrence was just not exactly a turnover guy, right? 12 touchdowns, two interceptions over those seven games. He fixed all problems. And he really hasn't been a turnover guy really this entire season under Doug Peterson. Now, last week, first half, four turnovers. And people jumped on him. But he corrected it. And that's the whole thing. The correction is really something that we have to take a look at. The Jaguars are mighty impressive when you look at what they've done. They are absolutely red hot right now. Jaguars, they set the record. Look, Jaguars are 8-5 and five as the underdog to win outright. They've won eight games outright as an underdog. And you look at last week, they did it again. You look at, uh, you know, overall, that is tied for the most wins in a single season and postseason combined of all time for an underdog. Both of these teams finished in the top 10 in DVOA. Both of these teams finished in the bottom half in defensive DVOA. So when you see the 52 number, you go, okay, they're going to shoot it out. Most people are expecting Kansas City to move up and down the field on them. And I get it. Jaguars have some problems. And Mahomes is, is certainly the problem, but... They also don't defend tight ends really well. If you're looking for a prop play, Travis Kelsey, six and a half and over 81 and a half is the two totals. 81, you can get at books. And the Jaguars, they've surrendered almost 1,100 yards, 78 receptions to tight ends this year. Now, they, by the way, it's 13 yards per, per carry, uh, 13 yards per reception, and 15 of the 20 times they, they've given up 20-plus yards to a tight end. Guys, they get crushed by tight ends. But they do lock it down where tight ends don't really score touchdowns. So I don't love the Travis Kelsey touchdown prop as much. You look at Andy Reid. Andy Reid off of a bye week, we know the situation. He's just been a cash cow. In his 24-year coaching career, Andy Reid is 28-5 and coming off of a bye week. That's including the playoffs. But he gets even better with Patrick Mahomes where they're 9-1 and off of a bye all time with Patrick Mahomes. That's including the playoffs. By the way, they also score 30 points per game after the bye week, the offense should be clicking. Jacksonville's a big play defense. They're going to need some turnovers here. I think that this is a game where, you know, you look at it, you go, Peterson knows um, Andy Reid. Oh, by the way, they spent 10 years with Reid together. He was a player in Green Bay, then an assistant in Philadelphia and Kansas City. So he knows him, but Andy Reid also knows Peterson. And I think that that door goes both ways. I think Jacksonville can keep this game close. But when I give out games and I give out games to my clients, I give everything else, I always, unless it's a huge college basketball game where I'm getting like you know 20 points or a huge college football game where I'm getting 30-something points, I have got to think that the underdog is going to have a chance to win outright. I don't think Jacksonville can win this game outright. But I do think they can keep it close. So I don't love the line. The over-under at 52, I just told you, everyone's banging on the over. Everyone's loving the over. If I'm Jacksonville... I'm taking the air out of the ball, right? If I'm Jacksonville, Kansas City at times this year has had problems against the run. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm making this a Travis Etienne game. As much as I love Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, dump it off to Ingram, who's had a pretty big second half here. 
short passing plays, eat the clock, keep Mahomes on the sidelines. That is my worry about the 52. Also, you have to do wor- worry about, oh, Kansas City could come out there and absolutely spank them and then just run the ball in the second half and just eat the clock. I don't love going over the 52 here, but if you do, you might want to go instead on the first half because if Kansas City is blowing them out, like I said, they'll probably just eat the clock in the second half. Let's go to that Saturday night game, Giants-Eagles. The NFC least has become the NFC beast. Yeah, Giants and Eagles, you look at this, seven and a half point spread, and everyone loves the Giants. Like I said, I just spent the week in Atlantic City. It is Philadelphia territory, and people are nervous about the Giants. They are. Everybody was on the Giants against Minnesota, and here we go again. A live dog. They're playing really well. They're playing the best that they've played all year. But really, what can we make about that? Look, the Giants have already played the Eagles twice this year. They got absolutely blown out 70 to 38 in those two games. Don't talk to me about week 18 and what that was, because that was it was a blowout going in. It was 19 to 3 in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, the Giants had a late comeback at 48-22 in the first game. Eagles are coming off of a bye week. Eagles have home field advantage. Don't think that that place isn't going to be going absolutely crazy. And Eagles have this. Look. The old adage here in sports betting and in sports themselves is it's hard to beat a three a team three times in a row. No, it's actually not in the NFL. Since 1970, 24 teams have gone 2-0 against divisional opponents in the regular season and then faced them in the postseason. Out of the 24 games, there's been 15 sweeps, right? So it's hitting at 63% the chance that the Eagles are going to win. But I keep saying win, I keep saying win. The Giants are the best against the spread team in football this year at 14-4, and including the postseason. They absolutely love being the underdog. But, by the way, one of their non-covers was against this Eagles team. You also have to look at that Eagles blow. While I I push aside the Week 18, look at the Eagles blowout. They scored 48 points, but they scored 48 points with no Leonard Williams, and I've gone on record to say how important Leonard Williams is to this team. Without Xavier McKinney, their starting safety, and a Dory Jackson, their cornerback, one of downgraded Dory Jackson. Listen, look at what a Dory Jackson did last week. Just last week against Justin Jefferson, where he lined up 85% of the times. Guys, Justin Jefferson was held to six catches and 37 yards. That is huge. Philadelphia has some defensive issues. Philadelphia also has some injury problems, right? I mean, Philly is a little bit banged up and a little bit injured in the, coming into this one. I think that might bite them. I don't think Philly, again, here we go. I don't think Philly's going to lose the game. I think the Giants could certainly keep it close. The one thing that Brian Dable loves to do, he absolutely loves to take advantage of what a team doesn't do well. Philly gets crushed by running quarterbacks. Remember back to Justin Jefferson, right? Philly does not do well against running quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones is running really effectively. I think the Giants will have plenty of success. I think that the Giants will be better defensively with these guys back. But the Philadelphia Eagles are just a team that, with rest, on a bye week, Jalen Hurts coming back. How do you defend them? Do you defend them against the run? Do you defend them against the pass? Uh, if you lock down A.J. Brown if, with with one guy, well, Devontae Smith's running free. Dallas Goddard's there. Dallas Goddard did miss one of these games. So there's a lot of facets to the Eagles. By the way, you're looking for a long shot prop bet. How about, I mean, listen, I know it's a long shot, but Scott, Boston Scott has scored eight games in a row against the Giants. Eight touchdowns in eight games. He's got eight career games. He's got nine career touchdowns in eight games, but he's got eight straight games with a touchdown against the Giants. You could get him at plus 400 or more, 460 in some spots. Still, hey, why not? If you're going to roll the dice, roll the dice big. Let's go to Bengals, Bills. This is my favorite game of the week, and I think it should be everyone's. It's Josh Allen. It's Joe Burrow. It's just the excitement. 
everything that we were supposed to get a couple of weeks ago for unfortunate reasons. We did not. Bills minus five at home, Orchard Park. The total sitting there at 51 and going up. I mentioned the emotions because I think you have to include that here. Again, it's Orchard Park. The Bills do not lose there. They've lost one playoff game, so I'm going back to Jim Kelly, right? The Bills don't lose at Orchard Park. It's going to be nasty. It's supposed to rain and snow and have a wintry mix Friday, Saturday, Monday. Oh, there's none on Sunday. Well, we'll see about that. That weather in Buffalo, right? Hamlin might be back for this game. That's in a big-time emotional situation. And Josh Allen is getting all the conversation that, well, he almost gave the game away last week, and he has not looked good. I expect Allen to have an absolute huge game. What this comes down to is not going to be Joe Burrow against Josh Allen, who I think both have really good games. It's not going to be Diggs against Chase. They're going to have good games. It's not going to be Higgins against Gabe Davis. They're going to have good games. It is going to be the one thing that I have been down on the Bengals for for quite some time, and that is their offensive line protection is not going to be enough today in, well, on Sunday in that spot. Jonah Williams went down last week. He's their best offensive lineman, and that now means that three of their starting five offensive linemen have gone down just in the last couple of weeks. Now, you could point to the Bills, and you could say they're missing guys like Micah Hyde and whatnot, but... This is a problem, and Avon Miller, of course, but this is a problem. I do believe that these two teams are nip and tuck. I do believe that these two teams look a lot like the first quarter that we saw where they both went down the field. Joe Burrow had a QBR of 158.3. That's a perfect QBR rating. He was 4 of 4, 52 yards and a touchdown. I think Burrow moves the ball when he has time, okay? I, I think that that is huge. The Bengals are 0-3 when Joe Burrow gets sacked five or more times. 13-1 and when he gets sacked fewer than that. Yeah, guys, I worry about the pressure that would be coming in here. I worry about that. I think the Bills win the game. I don't love laying the five. I think it's a three-point game either way. I do think, I tend to think that this is the one game that could be a shootout. But again, the weather could play a huge role here. And the idea that Joe Burrow might be laying flat on his back could play a huge role as well. Finally, the Sunday night game, Dallas-San Fran. And this is an interesting line because the line opened up at four and a half. Uh, well, line opened up at four, quickly went up to four and a half. Everybody's on the Niners, 67% of the people on the Niners, and the line's down to three in some spots. So we have reverse line movement. What are they trying to tell us there? Look, you could talk all you want about Brock Purdy. He's the best. Brock Purdy's amazing. He's the greatest thing of all time. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy. Let's do it. Let's give him the MVP. Let's give him the Super Bowl. Why even, why even play the games? Brock Purdy's it. He's the greatest. He's got an 11-game winning streak. Brock, do the Niners, right? Brock Purdy is fantastic. The Niners have home field advantage. The Niners have the extra day of rest. These are the two highest-scoring teams in the league since Dak Prescott caught back, since Christian McCaffrey came on. Man, they're doing amazing. Brock Purdy is fantastic. Let's take a quick minute here, though. Brock Purdy took over the 49ers' starting job. He has not faced anybody defensively. He has faced teams with a record of 35 and 49, and their defenses have not been good. The only defense that was in the top 15 that he has faced is the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins didn't have any time to prepare. They kind of just threw him into that. That's a problem. The Niners, during this 11-game winning streak, also including the playoffs, also went 7-0 against NFC West teams. 7-4 and four against everybody else on the year. That could be a problem also. Only four rookie quarterbacks, Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Mark Sanchez, and Joe Flacco, have ever made it to a conference title game. San Francisco has won 11 games in a row. They're 9-2 against the spread, but Dallas is 24-12 and 12 against the spread. Third market, best market in the league over the last two years. Dak Prescott looked a lot better last week, right? Dak Prescott looked like the guy that we thought they could run the ball. There are advantages here for the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. 
but I am still leaning the Niners in this spot. All right, guys, enjoy the divisional weekend. That's going to do it for me. I have to tell you, man, I am absolutely pumped up for this weekend. I think it's going to be great. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.